Mental health is always an important topic, and as this pandemic continues to drag on, it's really coming to the forefront. Fortunately, we have great mental health supports right here in Fort La Bosse. In this episode of Teach Like a Boss, I spend some time chatting with our new school counselor, Courtney Bertrand. In this 30-minute episode, Courtney shares information on three important topics. One, how educators can support students and families during this difficult time. Two, strategies and resources that educators can access to care for themselves. And three, her own self-care practices that maintain her mental health and overall wellness. If any of this resonates with you, stay with me for the next 30 minutes as Courtney and I explore mental health in schools during a pandemic. Coming to you from the southwestern corner of Manitoba, sharing fresh perspectives from real educators. Tune in as teachers relate their stories of professional learning, classroom practice, and the challenges they've overcome to teach like a boss. Welcome to a brand new episode of Teach Like a Boss. My name is Devin Caldwell, and I'm so excited to welcome Courtney Bertrand to today's episode to discuss her new role in our school division, as well as her tips and strategies for supporting mental health during a difficult time. Welcome to the podcast, Courtney. Thank you for having me. I always like to start off with a few fun get-to-know-you questions so we can learn a little bit more about our guests. So first thing I want to ask you, Courtney, is what are you watching these days? Well, lately I've been trying to watch more uplifting, you know, funny sitcoms on TV. So I've been watching Two and a Half Men as well as Modern Family. I've just been trying to stay away from the heavy, you know, drama. Just with nice, what's going nice on. Nice to keep it surface and light these days. Yeah. Um, what about reading? What are you reading? Uh, right now I'm reading um, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen Covey. Um, and I just finished reading another book called Reality Transurfing by um, the lad who is a Russian scientist. So that sounds like some heavier content. Yeah, I kind of go a little heavier on the reading part. Lighter on the TV watching. Yeah. Okay, and the question that's like always on my mind lately because I miss travel so terribly, um, where's the next place you'll travel when the world finally opens up again? I would love to travel to Greece. I highly recommend Greece. <laughs> have you been there before? No, I haven't. So Do you have an island or two picked out? No, just anywhere. <laughs> anywhere in Greece. Yes. White sand, beautiful blue water, delicious food. You can't go wrong. Yes, definitely. Okay, so I was so excited to hear that we were able to hire a new school counselor for Chelsea's position now that she is off on maternity leave. Tell us a little bit about your background. Uh, well, I graduated from Brandon University in 2013, majoring in psychology. Um, and then I worked as an addictions counselor at the Addictions Foundation of Manitoba. I specifically worked with youth in the schools as well as youth in the community. So I worked um, with the school counselors there as well as some of the community resources. Um, and then I also worked in the residential side. So I worked um, with their 21 day program and helping people in the in-house uh, community side of it. So, and then I've also have experience working um, with a facilitator that works for uh, Child and Family Services, and we did um, programs for you know 
families, some were just mothers and daughters, others were um, the whole family would come in, some were just the youth. So um, that's kind of a bit of my background. So it sounds like you have a lot of experience with different ages and different kinds of issues in counseling and psychology. What brought you to the profession? What made you decide to pursue psychology in university and then become a counselor? I think I've always been interested in human behavior, uh, just you know why people do the things they do. Um, and just that kind of fueled me when I was in school to take psychology courses. And then once I started learning a little bit more, I started looking into the different areas that you can go into. Um, and I did want to do my master's, but I you know, couldn't directly decide on what I would want to take it in. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of where I'm at right now is, because um, there's just so many different you know, ways you could go about that, like so many different master's degree programs. So. Uh, that's kind of how I ended up with my psychology degree. So like you could probably continue on in arts and get a master of arts in psychology. Would that be an option? Uh, I, yeah, like there's, you know, I've looked into maybe school psychologist or mm-hmm. um, do a master's in counseling. Um, but I just haven't really decided like what, what area because school yeah. psychologists are a little bit different than the, the counseling. Well, very much, and there's probably the whole social work side of things, too. Yeah, and that's another area. Yeah. Well, and there's lots of unique opportunities with online programs right now with the pandemic, but knowing what one you want to do is is a big decision for sure. Um, is there a particular approach or approaches that you bring to your counseling work with children? Um, I think it just depends on the child. Um, some work better with you know a bit of the cognitive behavioral therapy um, there's a few new different um, directions you can go with that now you know there's the mindfulness a lot of mm-hmm. um, you know therapists are using uh, mindfulness as far as far as part of their therapy you know doing a bit of meditation and and they're combining that with other uh, techniques and um, I you know, I really like the idea of the mindfulness, adding that to a CBT and working with, you know, especially youth because they, they kind of like that stuff. They like, you know, what are, like, what are we doing right now? What are we thinking about right now? How, mm-hmm. how does it make you feel? Like, what, what's going on around you? And it just kind of grounds them a bit. Well, and those mindfulness strategies are things that we can take with us anywhere, which kind of makes them have maybe nice carryover for outside of a a counseling session. Yeah, for sure. Um, It's not just for counseling. Like a lot of people use it in their everyday lives that uh, for just practicing being mindful and and what's going on around them and, and focusing on that. I think it's something that you can take with you, not just in school for like a school counselor that is helping a student but you know when they go on to high school or even on to university like using those different techniques with them I think would really help. I know that as a resource teacher I've seen counseling caseloads really increase in the last year or so and mental health and wellness seems to have become a topic that's even more important than ever in light of the difficult circumstances we've been in for over a year now. So one of the reasons I wanted to bring you on the podcast today was to ask you to share some tips and strategies for teachers and other staff members to support their own wellness and mental health, as well as our families and the students we teach. So just starting with 
with teachers and other staff members. What tips or strategies would you have for us to take better care of ourselves as we navigate this difficult time? Yeah, I think that's a really great topic to be you know, focusing on with everything that's going on in the world right now. Um, I definitely think something important is to you know connect with others uh, over the phone, you know, FaceTime, uh, any way that you can. That's safe is you know just building those connections because we we don't get those as much anymore, and and that really affects us as social creatures that we don't get to you know see a lot of the people that we normally would see. So I think uh, finding ways to connect with other people is really important, as well as you know keeping a healthy routine. A lot of people were working from home or some people weren't working from home and and I think keeping that routine and um, it just keeps you on track. Um, another thing would be if now that the weather is getting nicer out going for walks, um, being outdoors, trying to get in a bit of exercise, uh, eating healthy foods, making sure that you're getting enough sleep, Another big thing is managing expectations, uh, being realistic at, on the goals that we set ourselves during the day, especially when you're working remotely. You might have a huge list that you want to get done and that's great, but also managing those expectations so that you aren't causing yourself extra stress. We already have all this extra stress on us with, with COVID and um, I think just being mindful of, of what's going on in the world and just being a little bit more kind to ourselves and, and taking, you know, just taking a little 10 minute break and, and, and focusing on maybe something that you enjoy, like having that cup of coffee or uh, a person into meditating. That's something that I've definitely taken up during, you know, during what's been going on. It's just meditating for 10 minutes and that's just sitting quietly, um, maybe listening to a little bit of soft music. And I find that it just helps me to focus on what I need to focus on next. Um, another thing is, you know, being compassionate with yourself, but also being compassionate with others. Everybody has their different op opinions right now, and and there's no one opinion that's correct. We, we are all going through something new right now, and, and I think it's just important to be compassionate to others. Well, I always kind of like not quite laugh, but think like, yeah, this is our first pandemic hopefully our only one and like no one knows what the right course of action is exactly it's you know the more we can work together and just be considerate of others and and we never know what someone else is dealing with behind closed doors so it's just important to be kind to ourselves and be kind to others and and you know we're all going through the same things and we're going through very similar things so i think it's just important to remember that you know we're, we're only human. Mm -hmm. So I think you've shared some really great advice for all of us with, you know, maintaining those social connections in safe ways, sticking to a healthy routine, making sure we get enough rest, um, enough movement, time outdoors, always so helpful, especially if you can be outdoors without a mask. Hopefully that's not something that will change. And of course, practicing meditation. Do you, ever do like recorded guided meditations or are you more a fan of sitting in silence? Um, I really like the guided meditations. There's quite a few good ones on YouTube. You just search guided mm -hmm. meditations. Some of them are just the music that is very calming and it, it um, 
you know, some of them have binaural, binaural beats in them. I listen to those too. Yeah, and it just, um, it just does something and it just helps, helps you in the moment. And um, that's meant kinda, to improve stress and the ability to focus, right? Yeah, those binaural beats. Yeah, it is. And they, they have a huge, you know, research done on that, the different stages of like the theta versus alpha and beta binaural beats and, um, I know it's really cool the research that they've done on it and you do notice when you listen to those different ones some are meant more for focus and, mm-hmm. and studying listen to them and others are meant you know maybe before bed to help you get a good night's sleep and so there's lots of ones on YouTube for that and sometimes it's just nice to sit with your thoughts in silence too mm-hmm. um, but a lot of people find it hard to get into it because it, their mind is running you know yeah the monkey mind yeah and they just can't turn it off and that's kind of what that's you know not to just not think of anything, but let the thought come into your mind and, you know, process and just let it go. And, you know, the more you can do that, I think it helps with stress throughout the day. If you're feeling a stressful thought or a moment that you can, okay, I'm feeling stressed in this moment, then you can know that and let it go. Well, I think just making that time every day to meditate. I know so often we think we're too busy. Um, but I, I know in my own experience, I find that even five or 10 minutes does yield more productivity and focus, um, later in my day. And that time is very well spent. Oh, I, I agree. I know I'm a big fan of insight timer. It's an app with lots of great free meditations, music, as well as free yoga practices. And even on Spotify, you can look up all different kinds of music that can be really helpful for or focus. So lots of great and free resources out there for sure. Yes, I agree. I love how you um, really are encouraging us to be more self-compassionate and gentle with ourselves. Um, I know a couple of years ago, I read a book on self-compassion by Dr. Kristen Neff, and she has a lot of great strategies, but I know for me, and I doubt I'm the only one, I sometimes have a hard time distinguishing between self-compassion and self-indulgence. Um, like, yes, my body's tired. I want to rest, but is that just being lazy or like, I have a tough time kind of deciding between is sleeping in in the morning self care or is it self indulgence? Um, do you have any advice on that? Yeah, that's another thing that, um, it can be tough because where's the line of I'm just being lazy and I'm, you know, being Mm -hmm. kind to myself. And I think it comes down to how much time you're giving those moments. So if if you're feeling I need I need a break, okay, take a break. Take take 10 minutes. But after that 10 minutes, get back to what you're doing. Mm-hmm. You know, don't um and I think people know when they should be doing something and then they choose not to because maybe they're procrastinating or they are are being, you know, lazy, but um it's a really good point to make is what you know, where's the line as far as being kind to yourself and, and, uh, just letting it get carried Mm -hmm. away. I think probably the best tip I ever heard is that self-compassion looks like parenting yourself. So I'll often think like, what would my mom say to me? And she'd say to me, well, if you're exhausted, lay down and take a break, but then know that you do have these things left to do that day. So I like your advice on, you know, take a 10 minute break. Don't throw away the whole day, but do give yourself that grace. Right. And I really like how you said, you know, parent yourself. That's, that's great too, because that's exactly is. I think a parent would say, okay, yeah, take a break. But you know, you do have all these other things that you've got to get done. And as an adult, you know, 
there's tons of responsibility that is always there that you do have to get done. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I think just being gentle with yourself and, and parenting yourself is, is really key <laughs> during these tough times and really always. Yes. Um, okay. So as people who work with children, I think a lot of us have really seen the toll the pandemic's taking on children and their families. So first of all, the kiddos in our classrooms, what would you recommend that we do to support them right now? Well, I think it's important to recognize that, you know, adults are going through this and they're going through this and there's a lot of things that are being taken away from the adults, taken away from the children that, um, you know, you hear adults get upset about certain things, but I feel like it's even more emphasized on the kids. It might be something as simple as they can't see, you know, they can't see their grandparents or they don't get to have um, maybe an assembly or they don't get to do the fun things that they did in school. And it's, it's a little bit more emphasized for them just because they are younger and they might not fully understand why we're doing this. Whereas an adult, you can understand this is why we're doing it. And it's, it's important to be done. Whereas kids, they don't really know that. And I think supporting them and, and maybe even explaining to them like why we are doing these things and, and creating other fun ways for the stuff that they are missing out on and um, getting them maybe to play outdoors. I know there's some sports activities that they weren't allowed to do, but finding other ways to make things fun for them is important. And, and I think also just keeping that communication open so that they feel that they can ask questions and they feel that they are kind of kept in, in, in the loop, but um, also being careful not to share too much of the negative. You know, it's, it's kind of everywhere and it's good to be knowledgeable about what's going on, but there is a point where we're only focusing on the negative and the, the kids, they notice it. They, they sense the energy. They, mm -hmm. they kids see too. what's going on and they see how much negativity there is around that. And so I think it's just important to let them know what's going on without it being the main focus of their lives. So finding other fun activities for kids, um, being open and honest about why we're doing the things we're doing without sharing too much information that overburdens um, younger people. I think that's really important. Um, I always just try hard to remember, like, you know, feelings are for feeling and honoring the feelings that kids express to me um, and not, not saying like, oh, no, no, you shouldn't feel that way. Instead, we need to, you know, count our blessings for this. Like, I think it's important to honor those feelings when kids express them, but try and stay on the positive side of things. Yes, I agree. And uh, they have feelings too. Like something as that might seem so small to us, you know, it might be, oh, I didn't get to, to do this activity with my friend and they're upset and, and they're crying and you know, to an adult, it might not seem like a big deal, but to them, that's their world. It's mm -hmm. it's a big deal to them. And when you tell them, you know, you shouldn't feel that way or don't feel sad, you know, it's there's worse things going on in the world. Well, then they start to think, well, their fe their feelings aren't valid. Mm -hmm. And then they feel that they, they can't feel certain ways. So then they start to suppress those feelings or they don't feel that they can go to mom or dad or the teacher or whoever it is and express themselves mm -hmm. and then you see that show up later in life and sometimes parents wonder oh my child doesn't want to talk to me about anything yeah. or they're not showing emotions anymore and it's sometimes has it's because of being told that their feelings aren't valid when something has happened in the past 
I know I really worked on making that shift as a kindergarten teacher in the last couple of years of my practice. Um, there's so much of that language in children's books, like don't be sad, don't cry, don't be angry, don't be this. And I know instead of like, you know, trying to comfort kids and saying things like, it's okay, don't cry. I would start saying like, it's okay, cry until you don't feel sad anymore. And just trying to give them that space and honoring their feelings. But yeah. it does require a big shift over the way we were raised. Oh, I agree, yeah. Before yeah. it was, don't be, like you said, yeah. don't be sad, don't be mad. Yeah, you're, only allowed to be, you're only allowed to be happy, yeah. and it's, it's not, that's not reality. That's not, that's not how life is. You're going to go through all the different emotions, and they need to know that it's okay to feel those emotions and that they can express them. Mm-hmm. And it's a safe space to do so. Yes. And, of course, um, we might not have as much direct contact with our students' families as we have in the past right now because of of the pandemic and school buildings not being as, as open as they have been in the past. But we know that these are tough times on our families too with uncertainty about income and jobs and, and worries about health. Um, what advice would you have for teachers and staff members about supporting families? I think, you know, it's important to have the communication. Having, you know, it might not even be through the phone, it might be through text. Um, sometimes even email having just the extra support there for families so that they know that there's other resources out there and I do know um, a lot more adults are seeking counselors mm -hmm. they're wanting to know what's a good counselor I can go to or where can I find information about that and uh, I think a lot of families are feeling a bit of the strain from what's going on right now and I really think it's just important that the communication stays open and that people know that there are resources out there and that there is always someone to talk to. Mm -hmm. So teachers and staff members continuing to communicate, um, making sure families feel involved in their children's education, and then also whenever we can, just acting as that, that not quite referral, but source of information for services that can support. Yeah, and I think it's important to have to be that source of information because a lot of people have no idea well, where where do I go to find a counselor? So with who is somewhere to go with our families, we'd be looking at community mental health. Yeah, would that be a recommendation? Community mental health would be a good recommendation. Um, I know it's a little bit further out of the way, but Brandon has some good resources for private counselors. Um, some do offer like insurance and stuff like that. Yeah. There's a few. Um, I know one in Brandon Home Wellness. It's a newer counseling facility, so they have uh, quite a few counselors. I know that yeah. they've just gotten more, and um, I know a few of the counselors there, so it, it's a really good um, new addition to the, the counseling scene in Brandon and just for the community in general. So community mental health, and then if people um, have the resources or the insurance to pay for private counseling, there are some, some good organizations in Brandon. Yes, yes, yeah. there are. And speaking of counseling services for adults, one thing I should probably mention is that all teachers have access to the Manitoba Teachers Society Educator Assistance Program. And the information to get in touch with that can be found on the Manitoba Teachers Society website. 
Courtney, I'm so appreciative of you taking the time to talk to me today for our Teach Like a Boss podcast. There's just one other thing I wanted to ask you about, and you've already spoke to some of the things you like to do, such as meditation and music, but what are your strategies for taking care of your own mental health and wellness right now? Some of the strategies I like to use for myself is um, going outside for a walk, just or sometimes just being outside when it's nice out. Um, I like reading. Um, I also had mentioned meditation. Sometimes just listening to music. Uh, it could be maybe a guided meditation. It could just be enjoyable music that I like to listen to. Um, exercising. Uh, I can work out at the gym. If not, sometimes at home. It could be riding in the bike. Um, also, being grateful for the things that I have and having my health. Um, sometimes just writing down the things that I'm grateful for, journaling, um, just different things like that. I find help getting enough sleep. Sometimes just need to take a nap if you're you know, feeling maybe overwhelmed or just taking a break for myself. I really enjoy drinking coffee, so it might just be making myself a cup of coffee at home. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, those are a few of the things that I do help myself with just help myself with mental health during what's going on so meditation we've already talked about that a little bit and all the great free resources there are for that different kinds of music um, time in nature taking breaks for ourselves um, making time for the activities we enjoy like even if it's as simple as making a cup of coffee yes. and and gratitude too like I'm I'm a big proponent of a daily gratitude practice too, and I do find it really helpful to focus on all of the things I have instead of what I don't have or, or what's going wrong. Right, yeah, just focusing on the positive brings more positive into your life, right? And when you focus on the things you don't want and focus on the negative, then you're going to bring more negative into your life. So mm -hmm. I just think it's important to try to focus on the positive things that are going on right now. And then, of course, you know, staying in, in contact and in a safe way with you know the people that you care about whether it's through FaceTime or over the phone or sending a text message um, just doing things like that and and I find that it it's it helps yeah it does and just kind of having that repertoire of tools and strategies to draw from depending on what's going on in your life is so important yes okay lastly um, in your role as a school counselor, if any of us as educators or other staff members notice that there is a child who's struggling and needs some extra support, what steps do we take? Um, it, it's probably easiest to either send me an email um, or you can get a hold of me through phone. Um, also, it's it depends on the school, but usually a teacher can refer a student through the resource teacher and then mm -hmm. the resource teacher at that school will get in contact with me and we can um, make sure that we have the parent or guardian permission and then make a plan from there. Okay, so likely talk to your resource teacher, then um, between the classroom teacher and resource teacher, get in touch with you, make sure we have the necessary permissions for counseling to take place and then develop a plan. Okay, well, I am so excited to welcome you to Fort LaVos. I think we're so lucky to have you for the next year. And thank you so much for joining us today, Courtney. Thank you. It's great to be here. Thank you for tuning in. 
Any of the resources or information mentioned in this podcast can be found in this episode's show notes, available at www.flbsd.mv.ca forward slash podcast. Join us next time as real teachers continue to share their journeys and inspire you to teach like a boss.